This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. It's good to see all of you today. Good to be in the house uh, of God. I know that uh, um, many more would be here. Uh, as time goes on, things get settled uh, down. As Pastor Sandy said, it is missions uh, month. And I want to also uh, recognize, because it's good and right uh, to recognize, and to acknowledge, and to celebrate the contributions of those leaders, activists, ministers, and artists who Uh, have served the purpose of God in their generation and changed the world. It's also Black History Month. I want to encourage you to Google up uh, under uh, Black History Month. Um, In the archives, (coughs) the archived articles of Christianity Today, uh, this would be the heading Black History Month, 20 stories Christians uh, should know. And let me just give you a couple of these um, that that are listed here. It says, why the enslaved adopted the religion of their masters and transformed it. America's persecuted church. Uh, You must not kneel here. One April Sunday, Richard Allen, the fellow black Methodist, decided they wouldn't stand for prejudice anymore. That's a uh, subtitle down there. Uh, This black pastor led a white church in 1788. The remarkable tenure and steadfast faithfulness of Lemuel Hayes. Um, There things go on and on here. The radical Christian faith of Frederick Douglass. The great abolitionist spoke words of rebuke and hope to a slaveholding society. Harriet Tubman, the Moses of her people. Um, Let me go down through, I can't do all of them, but Pentecostalism, William uh, Seymour, perhaps we're more familiar with that. What scoffers viewed as a weird babble of tongues became the world phenomenon after his Los Angeles revival. Uh, Finally, Jackie Robinson's faith is getting the attention it deserves. Uh, That's about Jackie Robinson, great pioneer uh, in racial uh, justice in on the platform of sports and baseball. These are worthy of your time uh, to read and to uh, appreciate. Again, as uh, we said before, those who serve the purpose of God. We have a Christian, as Christians, we should be well-versed in, our, uh, in a Christian worldview and understand that there are people who prayed and paid the price uh, for us and pioneered uh, for what this church in particular enjoys today. This the people that are uh, that are not present. Uh, this is a salt and pepper, or a pepper and salt, whichever uh, way any given uh, Sunday. But both are better than just one or the other. Isn't that right? Uh, and uh, it's something God has done, is doing, and it's a wonderful uh, thing, particularly in the day and time that we live in. We believe that we're called to the kingdom for such a time as this. We're in part three of the series Chosen, again, in Missions Month. <clears throat> and uh, 
understand this, that you and I are chosen by God to partner with God, to participate in his plan of his will and his way, which is a great co-mission. There's a mission in which we are not uh, in this by ourselves, but that God is with us and God is for uh, us as we are with God and we are for God. And he has chosen to present his purpose and platformed it in this Isaiah 58, uh, the chosen fast. And I want to read this. It'll be out of the uh, Isaiah 58, 6 through 11, the NIV translation. It says, is, this, is, this, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide for the poor wanderer with shelter when you see, when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame and you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. God bless the reading of his word and the hearing of his word. The... Uh, this chosen fast is not a religious ritual or a self-righteous performance. Uh, one translation, the Passion says, is not to seek our own desires, but a time to draw near to God with the purpose of seeking God's desires. And it is a time of drawing near to hear that we might have the heart of God. And it outlines in this, we're in the third week uh, here. The first week was to loose the chains of injustice. God cares about injustice. Matter of fact, the foundation of his throne is called truth and justice. Now one thing we need to understand about God is that his ways are not always our ways and his time is not always our time. Now there will come the perfect day when all that is evil and all that oppresses and all that destroys and all that causes pain and all that is unjust will pass away and be made right. <clears throat> Until that day, there is a kingdom of light that is, that is directly opposed and opposite of the kingdom of darkness and the, and the gospel is the glorious option and opportunity to come out of the darkness and into the light. To have God as your God. And to get free from the oppression of the oppressor. So this is the third week. Number two was untie the cords of the yoke. And we understand that when we're, when we're born in this natural world, this natural people, that we are yoked 
uh, and enslaved by Satan, by a devil who is an enemy, the Bible says. And the, the only way to be uh, untied from him is through the anointed one and his anointing, Jesus Christ. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God anointed and gave the Spirit of God without measure. And we're thankful for that today, that we, don't, that we do have a choice. You have the power of choice. Every person in this world at the choice to choose Jesus the, de- the Bible says death could not hold him and death cannot hold that person any longer, enslave that person or keep that person captive. That in that in an instant of time, the greatest miracle that could ever happen happens for the person by faith and putting their trust in Jesus Christ. The greatest miracle. And this third week, to set the oppressed free. God's heart is towards the oppressed. And that means those that are subjugated or persecuted by unjust or tyrannical use of force or authority. Those who feel the heavy-handed weight of cruel and evil taskmaster, the depressed, the down and out, the overwhelmed, and the crushed. One translation, the Passion says, the crushed, to set free the crushed and the mistreated. The devil will always mistreat people. He will always crush hopes and dreams, especially of anything other than what is happening right now the great the great promise of the bible is this through faith in jesus christ there is the power of a changed life a changed life and not just any old change that can be explained away by willpower or human effort the Bible says Jesus came preaching. John the Baptist came preaching. Jesus came preaching. Paul preached a radical life change. A radical life change. A radical life change. It, it is a radical. Once I was lost, but now I am found. And we need to remember this though. Once you and I were lost, oppressed, crushed and mistreated by an evil taskmaster called sin and the author of that being the devil who hates us he's called the murderer he would have killed you before you ever had a chance to break your mother's womb and has over 60 million and I believe that God is at a place where enough is enough hallelujah hallelujah You know, there comes a point in time when the judge says enough is enough, then judgment comes. And it will not be stopped. I believe that the days that we're in right now, there's going to be such a great difference between those in the light and those in the dark. So that those in the dark can come to the light. We need to be willing to be radically changed in our life and that there is a difference in our life and that we don't ascribe to the darkness. We don't walk in the twilight zones anymore. There's a distinction and we should be bold and courageous where that is concerned. I believe that things will go well for those that belong to God and things will not go so well for those who do not. And the invitation is this, if you don't belong to God, come to God. Come to Jesus. 
Oh, not a better time in history for you to come to Jesus. Come out of the darkness and come into the light. Come come to the one who loved you enough to die for you. Come to the one who's not trying to kill you. He's trying to give you life. Come to the one who's happy to have you, not the one that just wants it, that can't stand you and secretly hates you and would kill you if he could. No, come to Jesus. No greater time. I believe there are people listening to me today, both near and far, that God's been working in your heart. The Spirit of God is not limited. The wonderful thing about this kingdom is, oh, it's not with observation. It's here or there and a great gathering or great commotion. No, the kingdom of God is working within men and women. The Spirit of God is down on A Street and C Street and D Street and way out yonder on the uh, in the million-dollar homes uh, uh, of uh, uh of Lake Martin because you know the Bible says and you listen to me you rich I'm going to charge you right now it says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God because you trust in your riches don't trust in uncertain riches hasn't it shown all the stock market can give you a billion tomorrow and then the next day wipe it all out back again see no true riches are having having treasure in heaven that your name would be written in the Lamb's book of life this we should boast in, that we know God and that he knows us and that we're, and our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and we are safely in the fold. But you know, there are many today uh, that we could say this in setting the oppressed go free. God wants the oppressed to, get, to go free. That as we draw near to God, there is a co-passion as we realize his passion is that, there, is that the people that are nearest and dearest to God's heart. Jesus illustrated this in a story. He said there was a shepherd who had one sheep that was outside, that was missing, that was lost, that was not present. And he had 99 that were inside and they were safe and they were secure and they were harbored under the care of the great shepherd. But as the great shepherd, he cared about, it was in his heart and under his care, all 100. But the one that is nearest and dearest, while the 99 are near and dear in the fold, the one who is farthest and separated is in the greater danger of destruction and becomes his greater concern and priority. You know, we who are so blessed, maybe, maybe we can be, maybe we should be a blessing to those who are not yet under the great shepherd's protection and provision that are in his heart always, but perhaps not yet in the fold. You know, those who choose to be a blessing, having God's heart, will also experience, I believe, this God's hand. And can expect these blessings. Isaiah, the 58th chapter. I want to read this out of the Passion Bible uh, for you today. Isaiah 58. We'll take just a few moments. The word is good, is it not? Blessed be God for his word. Oh, what it took to get a copy of his word into your hands. The Bible, my 
Bible reading time this uh, morning was in Proverbs, the 13th chapter, and <clears throat> along around the 12th verse or so, they kind of split it in half, and it said, neglect the word and suffer for it. You know, the Lord told me, he said, you can, you can hear the word but not do the word, and that's neglecting the word. You can hear the word but never apply the word. That's neglecting the word. You can read the word but never apply, never do what it says in our own lives. And that's neglecting the word. How many of you have ever suffered for it? Been a hearer only but not a doer. Lord have the mercy. Aren't you glad that that phrase isn't just a religious, you know, oh my God. You know, substitute, but Lord, have mercy. I haven't kept covenant, but I know you're a God who keeps, who has mercy. And it is a covenant of love, and great mercy is afforded to me. Uh, for every failure, God, you never fail. When I'm unfaithful, you're still faithful. And I thank you that when I repent, I don't have to repeat. Say, if I repent, I don't have to repeat. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> this is the fast that I desire. Remove the heavy chains of oppression. Stop exploiting your workers. Set free the crushed and mistreated. Break off every yoke of bondage. Share your food with the hungry. Provide for the homeless and bring them into your home. Clothe the naked. Don't turn your back on your own flesh and blood. And see, as a Christian, sometimes we forget, I once was lost. And see, somebody had to come to me and present the, and bring the message. The message comes by way of messengers, of whom you and I as believers, each Christian, you are one. You're the message. You're the love letter written to all men everywhere by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do what we can. We can't do everything, but we do what we can with what we have. We're willing to share. We're willing to use out of our own that the Lord has blessed us with to be a blessing to others. It says this, Then my favor will bathe you in sunlight until you are like the dawn bursting through a dark night. You know, I want you to think of yourself as like the searchlight. The searchlight that shines very brightly at home, but goes deep, deep into the night sky and calls the attention, even in the other nations of the earth, other peoples, every nation, every tribe, every kindred, that we can be a light, not to be put under a bushel, but even this church, your life, you, part of something greater and bigger called the kingdom of God, coming. Light in the darkness. It says your light will, you until you are like the dawn bursting through a dark night. Until that we can send out the message of hope. We can send out the message of the good news of the gospel of Jesus. To those who have not had an opportunity yet. Who still sit in darkness. The Bible says those that sit in darkness have seen a great light. When Jesus comes. Talking about when Jesus comes. And how does Jesus come? Oh, he comes with you. 
If you don't bring him, he can't come. How will they hear except they have a preacher? Jesus came and preached and taught and then was received back into heaven and now he said, now you go into all the world and preach and teach and make disciples. Give this opportunity and this option to people who have not heard yet. It says, and then suddenly your healing will manifest. Your and healing would be spirit, soul, and body, a wholeness in life where, where all of the what translates into the who. The who of God above all and before all. The who of you being part of the greatest thing you could ever take part in in the history of mankind and beyond eternity. The one thing you can't do in heaven is share the good news with someone who's never heard it before. Because everybody who's in heaven has had the option, has had the opportunity, and has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The one thing that you cannot do in heaven that you have only can be done here on the earth is shine the light of the glory of God into other people's lives and be a witness, a winning witness. Use who you are, what you have, and what you do. It's a wonderful platform to give glory to God. And the Bible says, herein is God glorified. My Father is glorified when you bear much fruit. And you know, watermelons just don't appear overnight from seeds in a little styrofoam cup on the windowsill. No, we have to grow. We, we have a growing witness that becomes a fruitful witness. We get planted. We get rooted. And then we get fruited. You know, it takes a lot. I found that it takes a lot more faith in my life to stay and obey than to, get, than to just keep on going not knowing. That it's always somewhere else with someone else and something different. No, it takes faith to stay and to obey and to let God do a deep. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, boy, this winter time feels like the, that the life of God is just running deep down in my soul, deep down in my heart, and dealing with the roots <clears throat> that will produce fruit that doesn't glorify God. I find myself crying out uh, of, a, of a sensitized and a tender heart because the rain of the Spirit of God is soaking deep, deep down, softening, tenderizing, causing my heart to say, God, change me, search me. If there's anything in there that's not giving honor and glory to you, not pleasing to you, God, change me. God, make me a blessing. God, you've blessed me so, but make me, I want, I need to be more of a blessing. How much time and effort and energy and resources, Lord, I pray I haven't wasted too much to, time to be changed. You know, and at 60 in the second half, I need a second wind, and I sure am grateful for a second chance to do it all over again and do the right thing the right way. I believe in God for time. I believe I have the time. I've been promised the time 
So I'm going to take the time to do it right this time. Hallelujah. Lord, make me a blessing. He says, you will see righteous, you will see your righteousness march out before you and the glory of Yahweh will protect you from all harm. Then Yahweh will answer you when you pray, when you cry out for help, he will say, I am here. If you banish every form of oppression, the scornful accusations, the vicious slander, and if you offer yourselves in compassion for the hungry and relieve those in misery, then your dawning light will rise in the darkness. Your dawning light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will turn into noonday splendor. Yahweh will always guide you where to go and what to do. He will fill you with refreshment even when you are in a dry, difficult place. He will continually restore strength to you. Now listen to this. So you will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. Wouldn't you like to be a trustworthy, ever-flowing spring of blessing? Now that would be being blessed, wouldn't it? That would be... I am blessed, so very blessed, and that the Lord knows that any time, anywhere, in any way, and anything that he calls on me to do, I will do what I can with what I have because he has enabled me and empowered me to be a blessing, a spring of blessing. Hallelujah. You know, it says this, that the glory, you know, our healing would be a restoration. One translation says, your healing, your restoration. You know, God restores. uh, And I'll tell you this, uh, no man uh, can take from you what God has given to you. And we need to be settled in that. We need to understand that. We need to be happy with who God has made us to be and what God has called us to do and given, given us uh, an opportunity to be a witness for Him. Because our reward is with Him. There's a dignity that comes as a son or a daughter of God. You don't have to be ashamed. I was a sinner. But I'm not a sinner any longer. I do not intentionally, intentionally, purposely, or out of control sin on a regular basis. I am sincere in my seeking of God of what pleases Him. And there are things that I, that I, am, uh, I am not party to. Not because of my, my own power, but because of the grace that God gives me. Because I know the truth that I'm not a slave to that or to them. And there's a dignity that God gives us that no one, no one can add to or no one can take away from. You know, uh, you know I was uh, born to certain parents in a certain time in a certain place. And, you know, I could be labeled by, my, uh, uh, by uh, many, you know, just uh, uh, this or that. But the world's labels, are, to be judged by the world is of no concern to us. We've been judged by God and chosen by God. 
God chose your parents. God chose your color. God chose your culture. God chose you and the time of you being born for his purpose, for his great purpose. What a dignity he has afforded us out of the great love he has for us. The Bible says, oh, that we are called the children of God. And so we are. And now listen, you may not have answered that call yet. Today's the best day. God chose you and called you before the foundations of the world. Black, white, red, yellow, rich, poor. The four corners of the earth from the four winds, every kindred, every nation, every tongue. The red blood of Jesus bought you all. The love of God hung him on a cross and raised him from the grave and set him at the right hand of the Father where you are in his heart and on his mind and you are in his eye every day, every breath, every step. Always working to bring him, bring you, draw you to himself, draw you closer, get you to the position and the condition of restoration as if it never happened. That there's no sin consciousness in your life any longer. You do not identify, I am a sinner. No, you were a sinner and now you've been saved by grace. I was lost, but now you're found. I was in the darkness and naked and ashamed, but now I am in the light and I am clothed with the righteousness of God because he who knew no sin was made to be sin that I might be made the righteousness of God. Oh honey, be made right with God today. Doesn't matter what your feelings say. Take faith right now. Be made right with God. Jesus is the only one that can make you right with God, but I'll tell you, he can do it. He will do it this very instant. Pray this simple prayer. Jesus, make me right with God. My faith is not in my own ability to do right, to be right, to think right, to act right, but my faith is in you. You did it all. And I take all that you've done as mine today. Jesus, be Lord. Lord, my life. Save me, Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'll tell you the greatest miracle that can ever happen. I love to see God open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears. I love to see God miraculously heal bodies and restore brokenness in relationships. And I love to see God miraculously provide and protect. But there is nothing greater in this life or in the life to come than receiving eternal life offered offered through faith in what Jesus did for you. The greatest miracle that could ever happen. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Oh, that this great Savior reached down. He had to reach way down, but he did reach way down. When I couldn't come to him, he came to me. There is no greater message, and it needs to be afforded to every race, every kindred, every tongue, every tribe, the world over, because there's a harvest time. There is a judgment coming when what has been sown will be reaped into fullness. And while it is still today, let us work the works of God 
Let us be concerned with the greater work. Oh, your vocation is important. Your position is important. Your condition is important to God. But don't make the mistake that it's somewhere, somewhere else with something and someone else. Right where you are, serve God. Right where you are, serve the purpose of God. And what would that be? There are people around you and those people are the people for and of your life. They are the people that God loves. They are the people that God wants. Local and global. Oh, what an opportunity that one day we won't drive up in our Lexus. We won't drive up in our big Dodge truck. We will not drive up with the wagon load of all the stuff that we have accumulated. We will stand in front of God and give an account for the that we live and hopefully it will have translated into people for his great sacrifice people for our lives because our life was for God oh compassion God is passionate about people for his life so passionate he gave Jesus and I'm sorry there just is no other way there's no other way. There's no sense of fooling around or, 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 or going down all these dead end streets. Jesus is the only way to the living God and to this greater life. Oh, it's an exchange. It's the low life for the higher life. It's the lesser life for the greater life. Hallelujah. It says this, that his glory... Uh, I said all that around wholeness of life. What, what is your whole life going to equate to? Born 1959, died in, you know, should the Lord tarry uh, 2,040-something or whatever, 120 years long and strong and even beyond if we're not satisfied. But the little dash for cash that's in the middle, is that it, the dash for cash? How much stuff can you pile on that little tiny line in the middle that was your life? What you gave your time and your energy, your everything to possess. What will that translate to? And what difference do it make what the world defines that dash as? When we stand in front of God, God expands that out in the movie, the video, the YouTube channel of your life. And in a moment's time, you and I recognize and realize it was worth it. Oh, we played the part of the fool. Wholeness of life cannot just include this life that I'm living right here now. To have the heart of God, listen, the treasure is the measure. Where my treasure is, that shows where my heart is. And if all I'm ever thinking about and all I'm ever uh, consumed with is, is the, the next shiny thing, the latest and the greatest that the world has to offer, and I have no thought. I have no prayer towards, I have no purpose in, I have no practicals where this is for a witness. Who is this going to help me to witness to? You know, we're talking about missions and for many there's a great disconnect because they equate it to, well now they're just asking for money. 
Oh, God's not asking for money. He's got more money. God's got more money than 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 God. the The Bible says this. He says the whole world the whole world is mine and the fullness thereof. Everything came from me. It's for me. It doesn't, you know. Uh, man, Jesus had a thief on his staff, and you know the the Lord's got a thief everywhere, robbing and. <clears throat> Amen. You know, I do believe this, that the days of just wanting, of just using the blessing of God for ourselves without purposing to be a blessing, there's going to be a difference there. There'll be a line drawn. Amen. See, see, being a blessing is on top. Draw the line. Just being blessed for the sake of being blessed for our own selves is on the bottom. The Bible says that if we'll hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord our God, purpose to do, listen obediently to do what he says. One of the, down near the end of the blessing of Abraham, about 12, 14 verses there, it says this, it says the Lord will make you the head on top and you will not live underneath or beneath. You'll live the high life, you won't live the low life. Amen. And you know, wholeness of life includes eternity. You can't talk about a whole life policy without talking about eternity. Eternity. You are an eternal soul. The people around you are an eternal soul. If they're found, they're found for eternity. If they're lost, they're lost for eternity. The next one, it says this, the third one, His glory will be your rear guard. In other words, it will surround you. There will be no open opportunity. No, your life will not be subject and, 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 and open, you know, to, uh, to attack unawares. I like this. One, the Bible says this. It says, His wraparound presence. The glory of God is all that God is. The weightiness is translated weighty. It's all that God is, all that God does, and all that God has. That would describe his wraparound presence. His wraparound presence. You think about that. I'll tell you the other day, it's been a tough week. Oh, it's it's it's. It's gone from uh, storm, uh, snowstorms uh, to sunlight and 60-something degrees in a week's time. You know, 50-degree swings, pretty rugged. I'm talking about just on the outside. Our brothers and sisters uh, and those that are not yet brothers and sisters out in Texas, tremendous. And really a lot of the country, but, man, they just having a time. Tough time. You know, uh, and it's been a tough it's been a tough week uh weather wise uh you know um we keep cattle and uh um you know uh and uh so it had to be out it they still gotta you know be tended to and taken care of had three calves uh drop on the ground uh in this weather. I thank God for wisdom he showed uh, so uh what to do and uh uh and we Increased, you know, they're all healthy, well, and all that kind of stuff. That's the glory of God. But I'm going to tell you what now, you know, it's been a tough week. 
faith-wise and otherwise, weather-wise, ever-wise, you know. Miss Sandy, it's even tougher. She said, I told you, you know, I love it when Miss Sandy tells me. Said, I told you not to be out there, this and that. And, of course, she loves me. She cares for me and all. But, you know, there's times you just have to be out there. Amen. You just got to be out there. There's some tough spots and tough uh, places. But I remember on... uh, uh, there was two on the ground. There's one more, and and I'm riding down in the uh, my truck, and and uh, uh, you know the the heater won't work, and I'm thinking, why in the world don't the heater work in this truck? It's always work. Well, you know it. Uh, uh, long story short, anyway, it was a mechanical situation. You know, the had a leak uh, from this weather. Um, we didn't freeze up, but it, it's a soft spot in the um, in the circulation uh, system, so. You know, had the idea you need to check the water, so I checked it, couldn't see it, poured and poured and in, antifreeze, all that in there. Found out I had a leak. God gave me, uh, you know, wisdom to uh, put some, it's an old truck, you know, and you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money on an old truck. So I just bought some stuff, that stop leak, and poured it in there, fixed it, glory to God, heater uh, came on. But I didn't say that, you know, God's riding with me in my old truck. And squeezing my heart. I just, I felt so blessed, so especially blessed, you know. Couldn't explain it, got down there, cold, you know, some things are wrong, everything like that. And the last uh, first calf heifer, this is her first calf, she came walking up out of the barn and had that little bitty black calf with her. And I go, well, look at you. Look at you, sister. You waited. I prayed for all three of them to wait. Only two of them did, but one of them got in on the tail end and got a couple of cold mornings with her. But now listen. To me. That's the blessing of God. That's the blessing of God. Said your livestock will, uh, he'll bless your herds, he'll bless your thing. And you know, God just let me know in a special way. It might not move your heart, but I'm telling you, I like to cry. I said, God, it's been a tough one. Amen. But you've been with me, and I know you're for me. And you know, you got to set your hand to some things. You know, oh. Uh, you know, sometimes you want the blessing of God, but you set your hand to some things. Now, we set our hand to pastoring this church, but also, uh, you know, uh, I can't help it. God made me a farmer. I never wanted to be a preacher. He made me a preacher, but, you know, I mean, but also he made me a farmer in the natural. And I've told God a lot of times, that thing's always been on the chopping block. See, how you know you can have stuff is when you're willing to give it up. It is not a, it, you know, God give it, God can have it. I always keep it. God, you know, I mean, you know, is this really necessary? Sure, it would be a lot easier to be in a warm office on a day like today than out here, you know, fighting the wind. Dear God, I mean, the snow was blowing, man. I mean, just I felt like I had gone back north. I'm out there looking, and and that second mama cow, I mean, she's all swolled up and hunting the spot. I followed her track. She come up out of the thing, and I could tell. She went back to where she did her calf last year, and I thought, Sister, don't do that. Dear God in heaven, don't have this calf out here. So the Lord told me, said, put some hay down in that barn. Get them all down in there. She may be in pray and pray that... uh, you know, uh, that she'll have sense enough. And I said, Lord, send the angel put in that cow's mind to have that calf down here in the barn. And you know he did. And the Lord said, now you prayed that they would hold off until warm weather. He said, the greater miracle is that I can deliver them even here in this cold weather. 
and everything be all right. And I said, that's true. Now listen, I said all that. I'm going to give glory to God. But you've got to set your hand to something. Some people might not think that's a thing. But when you're working with God and God is with you, listen, you know, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been down there and said, now Lord, it would just be a lot easier not to have all of this to deal with too, you know. But see, it's growth. You know. The Lord told me last year, I put it on, out there on YouTube, I was sitting on, the, uh, sitting on that uh, tree stump feeding uh, freck, freckles. And I said, Lord, you know, I thank you this calf is growing. Her mama rejected her, but you know, she's a growing, you're causing increase. And he said, you know, the greatest thing this farm's growing is you. See, the greatest thing that that... God, it's not the business, it's not the, you know, it's not the education, it's all that. The greatest thing that's happening is that you are growing. You're growing in your relationship with God. You're growing in the place that He planted you. You're growing to know Him more and better and seeking, and I can't tell you the number of times, years. Years my heart would cry out and i say, God... You, I know you did this. You miraculously opened uh, this place for us. But uh, for the life of me, I cannot figure out how this connects to the, the world. How does this connect to what's closest to your heart? Because all I can see is, is, you know, brush and sticks and hard work and, you know, I mean, challenges and all that. How does this connect? This platform connect with your purpose for my life. And I'll tell you, there's some things you've got to pray through until you come to, you know, I'm preaching this today because I've had to live this. Because this is, because you seek, you seek and seek and seek until you find his heart. And you will experience his hand like you've never experienced it before if you make his heart the issue. If you're seeking to be a blessing. Now I can't, you know, you start out needing to be blessed. But you should wind up needing and desiring desiring to be a blessing. Knowing that you will be blessed. Does that help anybody here today? Well, I'll tell you what though. It has been a tough, tough uh, week. Um. But God is faithful. So grateful how God is faithful. You know, perhaps you're listening to me today. And, and, you know, I told the Lord, I said, God, I'm still struggling here. This was back a week or so ago. Boy, it was, seemed amplified this week. And the Lord said, well, <laughs> then you're alive. Because life is a struggle. But you know, the struggle becomes our story. And our story becomes our contribution. And the contribution is what we leave for others. That's how we help others. You may think that that God can only use you when your life is all perfect. If you wait for those kind of conditions in your life... It's not going to happen, you know, and, and, and it may seem silly that you, that you, you know, that you share your struggles with people. It was hard to keep the faith this week. It was hard. I'm, I'm not lying to you. It, it was hard. You know, when it, it's the reason why we live in the South. It's hard living in cold weather. 
<laughs> Amen. I like the sunshine more than I like snow and rain and mud and yuck and bitter wind and all of that. Amen. But I know some of you, you're maybe your story's a little different, but your struggle is the same. How does my life connect? With your great purpose. How is it going to serve your great purpose? And there would be people for the platform of my life. Well, very, very simply, this is a very simple way. And don't think for a moment. I'm going to tell you what now. You know, I'm going to do something with my faith. Lest I do nothing with my faith. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everything we get from God. All of our believing and receiving from God is by faith. Is by faith. And you will have people for your life. And the greatest faith is is believing for people. Oh, the greatest faith is believing for people. Both, And the reminder that certainly is emphasized locally, but also globally. You don't want just my four no more. You know, the Bible goes on to say in Isaiah, uh, the 60th chapter, and I'll read a couple of verses there. But it says, the least of you, the least of you shall become a thousand. What a promise. I'm believing God for a thousand followers this year for the, for the church here, for what we do here. For a thousand, you know. And, you know, you could say, well, look at us. I mean, here we are just uh, out in the four-acre pasture with goats and donkeys for a neighbor and, and uh, you know, a, a small, seemingly small, insignificant dot on the map or whatever. But now listen, see, you know, uh, God promises. He said, the least of you shall become a thousand. I, I want to have people for my life. Not that a number is, is a measure, but God put a number out there. He goes, the least of you shall become a thousand. I thought, well, there's the thousand number right there. I'm going to believe for that. I'm going to believe that God will give us a thousand hearers. Reach a thousand people. Amen. Directly or indirectly with uh, the voice of this church. That includes your, the people for your life. You're part of that. Collectively, if we believe for a thousand, it's a lot easier than just one or two believing for a thousand. Amen. You may say, well, I'm the least of these. Well, you qualify. I'm the least likely for God to use. Well, then you qualify. Amen. Let me read this, uh, and then we'll be done here. I hope you're hearing God's heart. I wish I could do it justice. I, w- I want you to know him. I struggle sometimes to know him, to have his heart. Sometimes it's just completely, it's just too much. I say, God, I don't love like that. I don't, I don't see like that. I don't think like that. But I want to. I need you to help me. I'm going to have to trust the Holy Spirit's work today. Because he is the only one that can search our heart and search God's heart and search your heart and help us to have God's heart. 
Isaiah 60 says this, Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully, darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Lift up your eyes higher. Let's look beyond our own ability, our own hand, our own measures. Look all around you and believe for your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together eager to come back to you. Then you will see with understanding and be radiant. Your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of the nations will be transferred to you. I believe this. I choose to believe this and I choose to be one that God has chosen. To hear his heart, to have his heart, and then to do something. Do what I can, what I can believe for. All he asks you is to do what you can, what you can believe him for. That he says, I, you know, like Jacob, he said, I will if you will. If you'll bless me, this is what I'll do. I'll be a blessing. You know that. Word glory translates weighty. All God is, all God does, all God has. It has the connotation of being heavy weight and heavy duty. My dad used to say, better to have too big of a horse than one that ain't enough. I want to be a heavy duty Christian. How about you? I'd like to be a heavy duty Christian. One that can be, one that would be more than enough. Amen. So that God can have more and more people for our life. It also means honor, promotion, rich and numerous. You know, Jacob said this, the Lord, the strong God who blessed me and made me both numerous, made me both prosperous and numerous. I believe, I believe numerous and prosperous go together. Let's have some people for our lives, uh, Passion Church. Consider this. Think about this. This is a partnership. Uh, and a promotion uh, uh, and a promotional uh, opportunity uh, in this offering and God presenting this uh, for us and it is not a by coercion it is not it is simple presentation of God says this is what I will do if you'll do this this is what I will uh, do you but I do but I believe uh, that there if you want uh, your life lifted to a new measure, to a greater measure, and to be involved in the greater work uh, of God, that this is a wonderful connecting place and a wonderful place to connect with. Amen? Let's pray together. We've already prayed for uh, this, uh, a prayer for those of you that uh, uh, have not partnered with Jesus. Uh, and I believe that you did, and we want to hear from you. Let us know, oh, there's no greater thing than being born again. No greater thing uh, than 
uh, having God come to live on the inside of you. He'll lead you and guide you and direct you, go with you all the way, never leave, never forsake you. He is a God that can be trusted. And he is a God that is tried and true. And we rejoice with you. Uh, you can contact us. Just let us know. We've got some materials we'd love to send to you. And we sincerely uh, mean that's free to you. We'll get them out to you right away. Uh, and uh, in Jesus' name, I want to pray for you right quick, all of you listening. Father, we thank you that those that are here and those that are far, those that want to uh, participate in this would prayerfully consider uh, this opportunity and these options that you're laying out so plainly and so clearly. Lord, help us to have uh, your heart. We really do want to have your heart. And we know that as we have your heart, that we have your hand. Lord, we thank you. This is a year of greater measure, greater works, of greater things. For the greater things of 2021 that will come from and by the greater one. Lord, you are the greater one in our life. You're greater than all of the circumstances, situations. Lord, we disregard our position and our condition knowing this, that you're not going to leave us the way that you found us. This offering that you have set before us is an opportunity for uh, for the lid to be lifted, for our lives to come into a greater place, for a greater space to be made, Lord. We would be like uh, Isaac who settles in and settled down and made a place for himself and sowed in the land in the face of famine sowed but you blessed him greatly you were with him and you caused a hundredfold maximum return and the man grew greater by the day Lord I thank you that this year 2021 by the day there will be greater gains in our life both spiritually and naturally in the name of Jesus and we thank you for it God bless you and thanks uh, for joining us we look forward to seeing you again the next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.